How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Nerd Dumplings, where we recommend you games, movies, shows, and books. We got the cast back. We got everyone ready to go. So let's just go ahead and introduce everyone. I'm Jonathan. We got Nico. How you doing, Nick? Hey, how's it going? Cool. We got David. How's it going, David? Hey, what's up, everybody? And we got Coco. How's it going, Coco? Hey, I'm here. So is your planes. Nice, nice, nice yes. <laughs> so, let's see what we've been up to catch up with everyone a little bit. Some highlights. And I think, let's see, who doesn't seem like they're the most busy? Nick doesn't seem that busy. Go ahead, Nick. Tell us what you've been up to this week or a highlight. <laughs> um, Not too many highlights, honestly. I've been just okay. working my ass off. <laughs> Nice, nice. I like yeah. another. You, you say you got a new one, right? You prefer more than the last one? Uh, I mean, it's better than what I was doing earlier. I mean, my schedule is completely different. So, and I like I get off at two thirty in the afternoon, so that's great. Um, mm -hmm. but it is a lot of work, honestly. Like, it's definitely like mm -hmm. kicks your ass here and there. Um, nice, nice. but I mean, yeah, it keeps you busy. But I, I am just enjoying the new schedule. And what, what, what you been gaming or watching anything? No, I, I wanted to get on the I wanted to get on the new Monster Hunter, but I don't have my oh, switch on me right now. I wanted switch. to grab it today. <laughs> but you already got the the DLC or expansion? Oh, well, no, how I, I can't yet. Like oh, I have you to download it. Okay, okay. Well, I have to well, get my switch on me. That could be your thing today. Then let us know. Well, that's fun. definitely what I'm gonna do. I mean, I'm sure uh, freaking Chris can uh, talk about it a little more since he's been at least trying it a bit. But um, okay. yeah, that's that's what I was gonna do this weekend, especially since there's three days. Right. Yeah, three day weekend. Well, man, good to have you back and keep the hard working going then. All right. Then we got David. How you doing, David? What's been a highlight or something you just want to tell us about? Uh, I maxed out the season pass in Destiny 2. Oh, I think it was five, man. maybe yesterday or the day before that. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, because it was just like grinding away and I finally got it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> you still got a, a, I think it was just like another two months still, right? Still time. I think so, yeah. So if I um, start I, from I, zero and go hard for the next two months, you think I can max it? I'm not going to yeah. do it, but I'm wondering. I mean, you, you, you definitely hit. can because they have like a lot of challenges that give you like boat uh, like boatloads of DLC. That's what okay. I was doing. That's why I got it so quickly. So Understood. it's definitely doable. Yeah. Well, I'm planning on jumping on today. If you want to play a little bit, help me out. I don't know if Chris wants to get it. So maybe we can do help him out a little bit. But today's my free day to finally play. So I can't wait. Free to play. He's in PS. And I'll, I'll go ahead next. Ah, shoot. My highlight. Uh, it was a slow week. It was a busy week, too. Like Nick said, it was just working. Busy, busy. But I guess the highlight was just kind of, like I said, hanging out with you guys yesterday. That was a lot of fun. We got to do some VR gaming. That's always fun. It's like I leave this world and I'm somewhere else. Yeah, that was cool. And I know we're going to do a little more VR games on Monday, so I'm excited for that, probably. But the the real highlight of the gaming session yesterday was Rock Band, for sure. And if you haven't played Rock Band, go do that. I know it's hard to get everyone together to play some Rock Band, but it was a lot of fun. You got to switch around the instruments. Uh, I'm glad I can still jam to the drums. It took a little bit, but I got back my rhythm. I'm like, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if getting everyone together is the hard part. For most people other than us, the hard part is finding the oh. damn instruments. Uh, yeah, especially. They don't really make them anymore. And if yeah, you do it, yeah. it's end up being a little more expensive because of like, yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with Rock Band. The singing was fun. The guitars, 
but yeah, they, I forgot how hard it can get. I don't, I can't do expert anymore. I, ba- I remember back in the day, just playing expert like. Now I'm like on medium, like press the button. Here comes the second button. <laughs> so yeah, I like rock band, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, that was my highlight. And now we got Coco, who is gonna tell us about his highlight right in a couple of seconds starting now Coco, what was your highlight you know you could have just said it normally and i would have just cut to it you didn't have to drag i didn't want to rush i didn't want to rush you while you were you it wouldn't have mattered when i'm editing (laughs) whatever i'm like now now you're gonna have this long ass thing i'm not editing this out people need to know that you didn't think about that (laughs) anyways Uh, I'm here eating my breakfast. Is yeah, whatever. But as for my highlight, well, I got a new job, and it is. Uh, I'm not gonna go into details about it, but it's way more than I expected. Uh, I'm being just given a bunch of shit compared to like how I could, I wasn't able to find a job for some time for whatever reason. I kept applying and I just would not get responses, except for one other job. But that job was utter garbage. The hours were anyway. But anyways, so I got this new job and uh yeah, I got uh, um I got my own office and the desk and everything. I feel a lot more uh corporate. So I guess when I eventually do play Cyberpunk, I should go down to the corporate route. That'll just be my life. Right, uh, there you go, man. So job's been pretty good. Been lo- slowly learning and being pampered. I'm enjoying it. Hopefully uh it doesn't turn to shit, you know. The first couple days are always nice. Let's see how the last of the month is but other than that i got sunbreak as nick talked about and i've actually barely played it i only played it on thursday night with my friend who has been going absolutely ham and i mean i at least hope he's enjoying it because he's consuming that game i think as of right now if i was to check online he's probably gaming he's probably gaming if, if you know if you know who i'm talking about person out there if you're gaming at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, if you're playing Sunbreak, maybe touch, you know, hydrate yourself first. You know, give yourself a break. <laughs> so it was probably first. earlier than 10. Yeah, it was probably earlier than 10 a.m. It could have been like a 5 a.m. thing. He woke up and he's like, this is wait, good. Wait. I woke up and he was already on. Here. But this isn't about him. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> hydrate yourself. But anyways, yes. uh, my, my, then yesterday was pretty fun, of course. Um, Really sucked at a lot of the cool VR games we wanted to play, uh, like Resident Evil 7 and uh, No Man's Sky, that the the upgrade, the, the PS5 version. So naturally, I have a PS5, so I'm like, let me get those PS5 versions. But they don't come with VR. You have to switch to the PS4 version to get the VR. I have both of them, but I had the PS5 downloaded. So I had to delete the PS5 to download the PS4 so it didn't take up more space. It was stupid. That stopped that us from playing. Though. Yeah, but hey, uh, I downloaded them, so you know, next time we play. Yeah, that's my highlight. Yeah. New job. Hopefully, money comes in and I can actually, you know, do things again. Money. Pay bills easier. Money is good. Money is fun. And it makes the world go round. <laughs> exactly. Well, good stuff, man. Glad you got that job, and seems like you're much better with it. So, for you. Any more games? Yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Gotta more games to recommend. You gotta pay debts first. Well, but afterwards, I, I, I feel afterwards. like you don't even need that. You can't. You don't need to buy more games to recommend games. You you got a whole category. I got like years worth if we really need to talk yeah, about set. it. You're set. Hey, there you go. 
right, right. Let's uh, speaking of recommendation and games, let's go ahead and start our recommendations, and we're starting with games. So, nice. I believe it's it me today, right? David, yeah, David, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was gonna say Nick, but I'm like, no, that was last week. No, no, David, no, no. go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go ahead, David. Tell us about the game you like recommending to us. I'm like, all right, oh. I'm gonna recommend Red Faction Guerrilla. And the game is basically big open world sandbox where they just, give you. I was gonna say which one. What? Wait. What do you mean? Which one? There's multiple it, games. I know, but they're they're called. It's called Red Faction Guerrilla. That's that's the name of the. What's thing. the sequel called? Uh, Red Faction Armageddon, and then there's mm. also like ones beforehand. They were literally just called Red Faction. But have you played Red Faction Guerrilla? I think. Uh... The third game? Second game? Uh, third game, maybe? I think maybe, yeah. Hmm. Okay. But I'm like, okay. as far as I can tell, I'm like, it seems like it had, like, a kind of a its own story. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, probably references that I didn't get, but for the most part, it seemed like it had its own story. But, you know, big sandbox where they oh. give you explosives, tanks, nice. uh, you know, futuristic rifles, they give you, uh, cars car bombs because you know that's always fun <laughs> let's see what else do they give you oh a he's, sledgehammer. Going around, he's going around like blowing up things and destroying things that's part of the game the other part like... of the game is you're trying to liberate mars from the edf oh, okay okay and you know the way to do that is to destroy their holdings to take over their military bases and that sort of thing and that's where the nice. explosives come in because nice. you know you just so happen to be a uh demolitions expert because you know uh, of course yeah of course of course <laughs> but uh the game's a lot of fun like a lot a lot of fun and it's just so much fun where you could just run up if someone's mm -hmm. like hiding in a building and you can't find them you just pull out your sledgehammer and you start just knocking down walls until you find them They're like there you are and you just run at them with a sledgehammer <laughs> that thing is like the deadliest weapon in the game i swear oh really because <laughs> you just bonk people and they just go flying across in the distance it's amazing nice nice is it uh, like a top-down game no it's not a top-down it's like third hey, person there you go oh look nick you can try it out <laughs> but yeah uh an interesting way of unlocking certain weapons because certain weapons you have to unlock with scrap which you get from destroying buildings other ways is literally you pick up the weapon off the ground and as long as you can get that weapon to the weapon locker then it's unlocked permanently However, if you die before you can do that, then, you know, you don't get to unlock the weapon. But uh, there's there's a lot of, like, cool weapons. I think one of my personal favorites, it probably has to be the nano rifle. The nano rifle is so much fun because you just kind of... It, it's basically... No. What is it? What is it? <laughs> so basically, it's a sniper rifle that uses nano machines. You know, nano machine sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so the, will just consume. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And also airplanes, tanks, uh, vehicles, uh, buildings, really anything that you shoot at it. As long as you uh, fire enough shots into it, it'll uh, just disintegrate. The yeah. buildings take a little bit more work because the, the the way that the physics engines work, once like a piece falls off, the nanomachines don't like jump to the rest of the building to like, you know, eat it. So basically mm. it's like, oh, you shoot like a panel off a building, it goes, mm. and then. The rest of the building's fine, unless it was like a structural, you know, piece of the building, and then the other, uh, the rest of the building might just topple over. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's definitely one of my favorites for sure. 
it's always fun seeing the freaking like the ships going by and like and like, for the most of the game you're like i can't even i can't even touch those guys and when you get that the, the nano rifle you're just like does this work like i remember the first time i'm like i'm just like aiming at them i'm like will this hit them what will this do pew the one it goes it hits them right in the wing the wing just disintegrates and they're like mayday mayday we're going down and i'm like <laughs> oh shit okay that works way better that's pretty cool yeah I'm uh, noticing a pattern with a you, David. For for a lot of these games and movies you recommend, are usually pretty chaotic and destruction everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <too cool>. I'm <laughs> like, it's is, kind of kind of what like kind of what genre I, would that? What kind of genre psychopath? That? <laughs> He's the uh, most calm psychopath out there. Nah, I don't oh, know, man. Once you get to know him, psychopath? all it takes <laughs> is one bad day. That's all it said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, like a lot of fun. Genre? I'm not. Yeah, I guess you would kind of classify it as an open world, like third person shooter type of thing, because you tech it technically is your you can like it's third person, so you can like shoot uh, your way through a lot of enemies. But like, it's open world in the in that you can take things and you can kind of like like basically there's a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways to do a given objective. So let's say the objective is get into said base, steal item get out of base and that's all it tells you it's like it doesn't tell you how to do it like oh you have to do it step by step by step no no no. it's just get in base do this get out and as long as you do that then the mission is considered success like i remember okay i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the first mission just because like it's fucking crazy the, the first actual liberation mission that you play they're all like okay all you have to do you, you're the distraction force you get into this vehicle. We've reinforced it with armor plates, right? And you have to drive through these antennas while basically rounding up everybody. All like all of EDF, you have to get them all chasing you. So you're like, okay, cool. So basically, you drive through the first antenna. The EDF is like, hey, Jickwad, you get back here. And then the, like a whole armada is just sent after you. You just see tanks. There's vehicles. Just just everybody that's just going after you and the only way you survive is just pedal to the metal accurate driving and you have to keep knocking down these sensor towers and every one that you knock down more people spawn and at the very last one you literally take a leap of faith and you just jump you smash into the tower car fucking blows up you barely survive you run and you hide hmm. and the mission's just like weep you finished it and i'm like got it, <laughs> it you destroyed like, everything pretty much i'm just like the mission never ends with the car surviving it's always just oh, like nice. hoping for the best hoping your car like like you know like the basically the you know, like all the wheels are shitty the doors are blown off the vehicle's on fire you're like come on come on i just need one more tower <laughs> yeah it's That's crazy ass mission I can vouch for how fun that game is. I played it back uh, when I had a 360. Oh, I still have a 360. But back when 360 was a thing. I never beat it because my disc scratched, you know, because 360 did that a lot. But yeah. from what I did play, it was actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, I can recommend it. They actually had a remastered version. Or, yeah. or remastered. I forget. They had some weird remastered, name Remastered, yeah. Yeah, and you can find it on most modern consoles well by that xbox I one ps4 about that. Yeah. yeah i, I think if you had the original red faction gorilla on steam they gave you the remastered oh. 
Really? Paying for oh, free. Cool. A couple things have I done remember that. I just, like, Skyrim yeah. did that, too. Yeah. Skyrim did it, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, no, Overwatch is doing that soon, too. Pretty, I believe. Because Overwatch, the original one, is not going to be playable anymore. So yeah. Overwatch too. We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure I just hope... Okay, we're getting on topic, but I hope that the skins in Overwatch 1, like the default skins, <laughs> you can still use in Overwatch 2. Because uh, yeah. some, some of the new looks, I don't really care for. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... Yeah. But yeah, Red Faction Guerrilla, yeah, pretty good. Had a great... Faction uh, would you say the second's good, David? I never played Armageddon. Uh, it's, it's, the only problem I had with Armageddon is... It wasn't open world, was, I know that. Yeah, it wasn't open world, mm. and it was just way too linear. Like, mm. I played through it twice. Wow. But that's just because I really... Yeah, I'm like, because I played through it, like, twice. But, like, it was really quick. But I had a lot that's of fun with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just didn't have as much fun as the first one, just because I think I liked the the open world aspect. I liked how you could just, you know, just walk into a giant military base and just start just knocking down the buildings. Or, like, you could, like, steal the tanks and all that. You couldn't really do that in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those... You, sure, you were, like, the one-man army, but... It was just like, okay, you have your weapons. Now go do this mission like COD. Okay, mission's over. Next mission. And it's like, eh. eh. I think I remember playing that game like a while ago. Um, like, yeah, obviously back when the 360 was a bigger thing. Um, was it like, do you get like this weird like unicorn gun at the end mm-hmm. of the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like rainbows out of its ass. And mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly, I used to love that game. It was so I funny. haven't played yeah. it, but I know about I think- that gun. I remember getting that game. That one, that one, that <laughs> yeah. And it's like fucking every time you pull the trigger, it's like screaming because you're basically yep. ass blasting. <laughs> <Exactly. out. laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That, those rainbows would just destroy everything. That's pretty what... strong. <laughs> Akin yep. to the uh, finger gun from Dead Space. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that was hard as shit to get. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, David, I'm one like... more time. What was the, what uh, was the Red name Faction? It was called Red Faction Gorilla. Okay. If you want and the modern version. And it's spelled G U E R R I L L A, Gorilla. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Go check that out. If you want to go destroy things, go be a little chaotic. For yeah, get the get the new version remastered. I haven't heard anything like bad about its post. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's got that weird remastered. It's obviously remastered, but I don't know. People try to be clever. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. It's gonna. <laughs> takes place in mars that's why right? i remember there was always yeah. one issue that i had with it no matter like it was always such a weird issue too so like no matter which computer i was playing it on i always had to play it windowed because if i didn't the frame rate tanked so hard like i would be i was literally getting like it was not frames per second it was seconds per frame Damn, it was like that bad of a tank and i'm just like the hell and the only way i found out how to fix it was literally to window it, and then that's how I played it. And it was like, okay, well, this works. And I'm just like, I don't know why the fuck it did that. Mm. That was like the old versions I'm mm. talking about. Didn't have those issues on console. Yeah, that's probably why they right. fixed it then and re- remastered it. I do remember one specific like thing about that game. So back when I got that game, it was around when I was more serious about trophy hunting, achievement hunting. Like I tried to get everything in-game. I don't yeah. do that as much anymore to that degree. But I tried getting all the achievements for that, and I got a lot of them. But trying to get the online achievements was a bitch, because there was almost never anyone online. 
Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Like, when the online worked, it was fun. Yeah. There was never enough there, people There was to no play. lobbies, and, like, I, yeah. like, I hate games that add multiplayer just because of that shit. It's, like, limited time span. You either play it when it comes out and hope that you get them in time, or discover the game a decade later, and, like, well, never getting those. Nobody's playing it already. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, well. That's, like, most games now. Yeah, that's why you go to the forums where they help you boost it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything's trying to be online. Well, at least close. you can play that without the online version. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. I mean, you don't you don't you don't need to play the multiplayer. You just can play the single player. You can get hours of fun out of that. I can vouch for that. Mm. Then according good. to Sounds EA, good. you're a ten. But <laughs> you saw that stupid tweet. Yeah, that was funny. Well, David, thanks for the recommendation there. And yeah, like I said, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might check it out. So, oh yeah. Cool. Thanks. All right. Cool. And that was our games recommendation by David. Now we're going to be moving on to our movie. And what a movie do we have from Coco. Coco, go ahead and take us away with what movie you got. Did I watch movies? Uh... I guess. Oh, actually, I did watch a movie recently. (laughs) I actually watched it with David and some other friends. Yeah. Can I recommend this movie? Not if you're a serious person. You're probably going to get pissed off. But, uh, no, you're a clown. But the movie I'm talking about <laughs> that we've watched recently is a Godzilla movie. Because I tend to like a lot of Godzilla movies. I have a collection. I was literally just joking. I guess that, like, right before you even said that. <laughs> I like a lot of Godzilla. What can I say? I have a collection. It's not complete because a lot of those movies are hard to track down. But yeah. uh, we went to a friend's house and... He, on HBO, they had a decent selection of movies. And while we could have watched one that I've never seen, because they had movies that I haven't seen yet, and I was like, oh, maybe. I decided to go down with Old Reliable. Now, I call it Old Reliable because I've seen this movie a couple times before. And it's just funny. It's like, they tried to make it serious in some aspects. It was It's not completely serious. Like They know this is a joke in certain aspects. But they tried to take parts of it serious. But you just can't with the overall movie aesthetic yeah. aesthetic yeah uh it's an older movie it's called uh godzilla versus megalon came out in 1973 so it had a lot of that schlock from the 70s uh it was during the toho is it toho i think it's toho a toho okay uh unless i'm getting this wrong it's a toho godzilla movie because there's different companies like right now there's the uh is it Legends? What What's the company that makes the current Godzilla movies? You know what? doesn't matter. Those movies are serious, right? At least they try to take themselves serious for the most part. Godzilla vs. Megalon. The premise of the movie, I'm just going to spoil most of it, but not the not everything. I mean, honestly, the story's not amazing. Yeah, it's a Godzilla Don't... movie. <laughs> okay, I mean, but I've, pl- I've seen some Godzilla movies where the story's like, okay, this one's just... Gotcha. Alright. Um, nuclear tests are being done in the Pacific. And they are rocking the the shockers are rocking the earth, obviously. And it shows it starts off with Monster Island where Godzilla and his homie Angiris are just chilling. And they get into an earthquake. And um I don't know if this is true, but I was reading up more about it. I guess there was some differences with the Japanese version. David, let me know if I just missed this part, but according yeah. to the of uh, the version in in Japan, I guess when the shockwave hits the monster island, I guess a fissure opens up and Angiris falls into the earth. Did that happen? Wait, is that, wait, is that what was happening in the beginning? Because I remember, like, 
uh, Godzilla I... and Gears were fighting in the very beginning. No, they were just chilling. They weren't fighting. Yeah, they. I'm like, cause I, I, I think I remember seeing him fall. Did he fall? Okay, I didn't I see it because so. I saw him like he moved and, but I guess he falls into the earth and that's it. Bye, and Gears. It's like, damn. Yeah. I didn't think the I homie went out like that. Anyways, and Gears doing, is an armadillo. Dirty. Yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun guy. And Gears is top cat. In the comics, he takes on Destroyer, but that's unrelated. But anyways, so shit's going on. That's just basically to show you the effects of the earthquake on land. Land's not what matters. Here we're talking about Seatopia, which is not Atlantis. Atlantis. Underwater world, if you will, is getting absolutely rocked by the by the shockwaves from the nuclear test. And blonde Burt Reynolds decides that he's had enough. <laughs> he's the uh, leader of Seatopia. What's his name? I don't know. Doesn't matter. He basically says, we're going to uh, summon our god. The introduction, by the way, there's a bunch of ladies in, like, silver bikinis with these weird cone heads, and they're making a weird dance. This movie's weird, but I like it. Yeah, but, like, there they, they, they was, like, a good, like, I don't know, like, three minutes of this just dancing, and you're just like, okay, are we gonna move on? And they just continue going, you're like, I have to right, look down, I'm like, do I have a boner? No, this isn't doing it. What's going on here? And I just kept doing the weird dance. Um, oh, God. But... He's like, we're going to summon our god, Megalon. Megalon is a no, kaiju, uh, and he's a beetle with drill hands. He, the weird thing uh, about the drill yeah. hands is that, like, they're halves of a drill, right? So, like, one hand is half a drill, the other hand is another half, but he can put them together and spin them to do, like, a drill attack. And I'm like, how does that work? They're attached oh. to your hands. Anyway, I think uh, I know which one you're talking about. Logic goes out to the window a long time ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be thinking that hard on this movie. But anyways, so I summon a Megalon. But Megalon's kind of mindless in that he needs to be directed uh, to do things before. Otherwise, he just kind of does mayhem, right? And this guy wants to summon him to go to the top side to just wreck Japan. Because I guess Japan's doing the nuclear test? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if Japan has nuclear weapons. Again, don't think too hard about it. Right. But <laughs> to do this, now we go to the other secondary characters, and you start off with these characters where a little boy is on a duck boat, a duck boat being propelled by duck paddles. Am I right, David? Yeah, uh, you're, you're accurate. A duck boat being propelled by duck paddles. Okay. And the earthquake starts like a like a little whirlpool in the lake he's in. Meanwhile, his dad and I guess his dad's friend, I don't remember their names. They don't really matter. They're just chilling, having a nice little picnic on the side of a caldera, because that shit looked like a volcano. Honestly, minus the lava. It. And I was like, interesting place to take your duck boat to, but hey, Japan's got different mindsets. But anyways, the kid starts getting uh pulled into the fucking whirlpool thing. And, he, and he's like, Dad, Dad, help me, Dad. So the dad pulls out an RPG, uh, but the rocket from the RPG doesn't actually explode. It actually is a tied to a, a rope. So you're yep. like, damn, this is some high-tech uh, life-saving device. So he shoots the RPG. Perfect shot, by the way. This guy should, could Perfect be a marksman. Accuracy. Yeah. He shoots the RPG. It lands on the kid. And the kid grabs the rope. He's like, okay. So they got this weird technology to shoot an RPG with pinpoint accuracy with a rope to retract it, right? And it's going to automatically retract? 
No, they have to grab the rope and start pulling themselves. I'm like, kind of high tech, but then low tech? Because shouldn't you have a machine to you know pull them back? Especially because it's a duck or, boat. Or at least like a crank or something. So yeah. Exactly, like something. It felt like, oh, only half of this is actually thought out. All right. But anyways, uh, these two Giga Chads managed to pull the duck boat out of a whirlpool, basically. And uh, they, the kid's fine. That moment is pretty much unimportant. I just remembered of it, remembered it because of the RPG and the duck boat. Uh, I actually would, honestly, if I had the chance, I would go on that duck boat. It looked kind of fun. But uh, <laughs> this is also to show that in Japan, the the earthquake from the bomb affected people. But anyways, so these two guys are inventors, and they invented a robot who's called Jet Jaguar who kind of looks like a Power Ranger robot, uh, except he's got, like, a weird green goblin face, but with, like, a honestly sinister-ass smile. But he's friendly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's a it's horrendous smile. Like, you think he's evil, but no, he's a good guy. Jet Jaguar yeah. is an automated robot AI. So, okay. the Seatopians send people to the top side, and they blend in just perfectly, because, hey, uh, even though they're called Seatopians and they hate the humans up top, uh, they themselves look like humans. I don't know. Like, I think they are actually just humans, just you know, sealed off from. The I don't know if they had like a fish stick or something. I don't know what goes down there. Yeah, sure I mean, maybe, sure. but. Anyways, so know. they try to steal the robot. How they find out about it, who knows? Doesn't matter. They try to steal the robot. They get foiled. Then eventually, the two inventors finish making Jet Jaguar, and then they try to steal the robot again. They succeed this time with their awesome karate moves, and uh, what was it that? gun where we thought he they capped the kid oh they, yeah they, we thought they killed the kids and but i was, was really like just... hell yeah but no the kid lived um, yeah it was just like a gas gun or something that just knocked him out but it, it, it straight up looked like they just put a gun to the head because it did a weird cut immediately after they pulled the yep. trigger it's like damn they just they pulled the glock on the kid but no that's not what happened um so then they go upstairs and knock out the other two and they have to take the robot the robot the reason they want it is because through the magic of, I don't know, uh, 70s science, can send a signal to Megalon so that they can direct him to go attack specific things. And that's a good basis of the movie. The military trying yep. to take on Megalon and not doing good Getting with their weird ray guns and shit. And eventually a stranger comes up and he's like, hey, I think I can stop that guy. And the military leader's like, well, fuck, why not? That would definitely happen nowadays. If you go up to, like, a, in the middle of a war against a giant monster, go up to the military leader, hey, uh, try this. They'll probably escort you out. But that's oh, not what happened in this movie. And uh, the guy has, like, apparently this whole time is like, fuck, they took a robot. They're controlling the monster. Oh, shit, I have the off switch in my pocket. I forgot about that. The whole time. Uh, yeah, but he has to be close. Wow. Actually, no, I think it was around his neck, actually. Oh, even better. Like his friend could have been like, hey, bro, what's that thing in your neck? Didn't yeah. work out. But, uh, well, it's not really an office, but it's more like, a, hey, Jet Jaguar, uh, stop following the bad guys. And he, and he does that when they get close in the helicopter, I believe. And Jet Jaguar's like, shit, say no more, homie. And he stops. Uh, just like that. But then Jet Jaguar, they tell him, hey, um, go get Godzilla. Because I guess Godzilla's like... He can receive personal mail and respond to things. Ah, shit. Yeah. Fan, for San Francisco is being me. attacked today. Let me go. I'll be I there can. in two weeks. Because uh, <laughs> Godzilla typically, typically is a Good menace. Guy. Well, it oh, depends on 
Well, mm-hmm. it depends because yeah, typically he's a force of nature, right? In some mm-hmm. movies, he's straight up evil, or she. Okay. Debatable. Okay. She's straight up evil. Okay. In some movies, they're a good person or monster, dinosaur, whatever, Godzilla. It's weird. It's always a thingy. Yeah. The point is, their alignment nuclear, nuclear varies. Reactor lizard. Their alignment varies by the era of movies and the production company that is making these movies. And in this case, Godzilla's a good monster. So Jet Jaguar flies over there. The military still tries to take on Megalon. Uh, and Jet Jaguar goes to Godzilla. It's like, hey, uh, we need your help. They don't talk, by the way. They just wear, He makes this weird beep, beep, beep noise. And Godzilla's like, I get you, homie. I'm going. And he even, like, <laughs> fucking Godzilla's like, beep, beep. Beep, and Godzilla starts uh, nodding, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts slowly making his way to uh, wherever Megalon is. Thing is, Jet Jaguar has the advantage because he can fly. Godzilla can't, so he has to slowly, and I mean slowly, swim there. So, yeah, yeah, but it's like slow, and Jet Jaguar's like, I can't wait for you all day. So he goes <laughs> to Megalon, and his master's like, okay, uh, come like over here, uh, or something, and Jaguar's like, no, I'm a scrap. So he goes into big mode. He turns into a big robot. Again, Power Rangers. And then he starts scrapping with Megalon. And for a while, he's actually doing okay. At least until the Seatopians find out that he's no longer uh, taking commands from them. At which point, they call their alien... Uh, what were they called? Space Hunter Nebula M Alien Allies. Okay. Yeah, so the Atlanteans are friends with aliens from a different nebula. And yep, right. those guys send their alien Gigan, which is uh, pretty cool. I actually used to play a lot of Gigan back in the Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee days. I love that mm-hmm. game. Um, Gigan shows up, just beams in there, and they proceed to thug the shit out of Jet Jaguar. Like, oh, yeah. mercilessly. And they laugh! They disrespectfully laugh at him while he's getting his cheeks clapped. Yep. Uh, I think you can like kick him when he's down too, and everything. He's like, you should actually thug him. They thug the shit out of him. <laughs> Anyways, eventually, God, some other stuffs happening with the humans. Honestly, who gives a fuck? The only thing I remember is that I saw some titties, and I'm like, <gasps> but this was the '70s. They didn't care about that because this movie was definitely not okay. rated R. Yeah, uh, and also it's like not a U.S. movie because U.S. is puritanical in some really dumb ways. But mm-hmm. a lot of the other world, not all of it, but a lot of the other world's like, yeah, that's just like part of the body, so whatever. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, so yeah, titties, and I'm like, oh, cool. And <laughs> there's more human shit. Who cares about them, right? Nobody does. I uh, yeah. I, the only part I do remember that was of interesting moment is the two men, not the kid, get stuck in like a, a container, like a cargo crate. And oh, at yeah. one point, I think it falls. I'm trying to remember no, what happened. It gets, no, it gets fucking slapped by uh I wanted Megalon, to know if like it fell if he slapped it out of the thing or if it fell first. No, if it it was falling and then I think someone slapped it and it's so they're trying to even kill higher. they're trying to kill these guys to delete the evidence, whatever. And it's in the back of a like a pickup truck with a, a, a lift. So the bad guys take the uh, truck to the side of a mountain and start lifting it so that the cargo crate would fall down the mountain. And they would presumably yep. die, right? Uh, they get stopped momentarily. But then that happens anyways. And the cargo crate starts falling down. Oh, no, they're falling to their deaths on the mountain. No, don't worry about it. What actually ends up happening is Megalon, since he's rampaging, 
bitch slaps that cargo crate, it goes flying up the mountain, like twirling in the air. Two people inside that, you know, it lands. They're yeah. fine. They're okay. Okay. I'm like, they, they, they roll out their little days, but they're all like, oh, okay. What minor a roller coaster that was. Dust that themselves off minor fucking, inconvenience. I'm like, doesn't yeah, fucking help that, like, the, the dude that was supposed to be, like, rescuing him, like, ran up to them, just started shaking and going, like, come on, get up already. Breaking their neck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what you're supposed to do when a car, a car crash victim is? Like, don't touch them. This guy's like, I live, damn it, after they went through the sky, breaking uh, bones and shit. Slapping them, like, wake up. <laughs> Why is your neck not in the, can I bend it back in place? And th they were fine. Uh, <laughs> but apparently falling down a mountain will kill them. Bitch slapped up a mountain, reverse physics. They're perfectly okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Megalon and Gigan are kicking the shit at Jet Jaguar. Godzilla eventually arrives, and he's like, oh, hell no, proceeds to fight them. The fight is in itself interesting and funny, specifically because when Jet Jaguar uh, sees Godzilla, he goes up to him or her. And shakes their hand, the kaiju's hand. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for saving me. Because it was like, yep. yeah, I got it. Not English. I'm here, bro. I'm here. It's like, what is going on? Are they sentient? And uh, eventually, the whole point of the re watching the movie is for this specific season or reason. It's because I told my friends about this. I've, I've mentioned it as jokes before, and I've even shown gifts of the fight because it is very wacky. The notable moments yep. are. Godzilla and Jajagor are fighting Gigan and Megalon. They're doing okay. At one point, Gigan grab or Jajagor grabs Gigan from behind and breaks his arm. And <laughs> Gigan starts flying away. And Godzilla zaps him with his or her. It's it's. I'm just gonna say it's atomic breath, knocks him down. And uh, for fucking Megalon, they grab. I think they grab Megalon as well. And Godzilla yeah. rears up and he's like. Puts, puts their hand up like, okay, hold them. I got this. And then they do what I call turbo kicks. Turbo kicks is when they rear up and start running forward, and then they slide on their tail at a perfect 90-degree angle with their feet I've out. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. It's glorious. <laughs> is that from this movie, though? It is from that movie. Yeah, it is that from that movie, movie. yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. they do it. I don't think they do it once. They do it like two or three times. I think just like, back yeah, to back. Times, just. Yeah. <laughs> sliding across the fucking like, screen. It's hilarious. It doesn't matter here. That's great, but the the moment that seals the deal for me in the mo in the movie is at one point Godzilla gets hurt, and they fall on the ground, and Megalon has this ability to like spit out grenade eggs. It's weird, and they spit one out of Godzilla. Jetragor dives. I'm I'm talking like skyscraper size beam. dives. Dives for it, grabs the grenade, and chucks it back. Like fucking Call of Duty <laughs> hit the right bumper in World at War, chuck the grenade back, <laughs> chucks it back at Megalon, that blows him up. That shit was so out of character to me. It was hilarious. And lastly, at one point, uh, Megalon shoots up another egg, and Godzilla just sidesteps it, and it falls back down, and he eats the grenade, and it blows up. Oh, man. There's more to the movie, but really, these are the best parts. Uh, I had a blast. The parts that they took seriously, it's like, cl you're clowns. This is not a serious movie. Just watch it for the dumb fights. I will say the one negative mm -hmm. for some people, and I can completely understand. I'm patient. Some people aren't. It takes quite a while for the actual fight to start. I think it's like an hour. 
yeah. almost an hour, I think. Before just, that, like, it's human mostly human, human shit. shit. I mean, Godzilla yeah. and Megalon show up a couple times, not together, yeah. but like, separately. But mm -hmm. the actual Godzilla versus Megalon, it takes a while to get there. So if you only want to see those funny moments, just skip an hour. Okay. In. okay. I mean, some Godzilla movies are like that. Some can take forever. Sometimes they give you a little taste, of a little fight in the middle, and. But there are some really good ones. Uh, Final Wars? I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it because it's a recommendation later. But fuck it! I'm I mean, saying it. Watch Final Wars. I'm not going to talk about it now. Maybe some no, no, no. Don't, don't talk about it now. But yeah, Final, Final Wars, Wars is actually just a good movie. Cheesy at some moments, but just good. It's a Godzilla movie, too? It's, yes. Yeah, it's a Godzilla movie. Uh, okay. it's, it's so good, though. Maybe my, my, maybe my favorite. Movies. Mine is uh, Shin Godzilla. That's you know it's funny i also watched that this past week and i was gonna talk about it until we watched this one yeah maybe next time then yeah somebody will it's a good one though all the godzilla movies have their own personal thing to them except the 2001 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Chris, what was the name of this one again godzilla versus megalon megalon we watched that on Classic. hbo max yeah i think they're all there too now no Most not all of them movies. but they had a lot of them yeah they have a lot of them Ooh, I have been wanting to show them some Godzilla movies, and then the old school ones are always. I have a collection, man. I even have Godzilla vs. Oh, King yeah. Kong, where King Kong. Oh, nice. Is it Godzilla one? or King Kong that force feeds the tree? David, you know this. Who, who, who it's a uh, freaking King Kong. King Kong grabs a tree and yeah. shoves it down yeah, Godzilla's it. throat. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's He's like, eat it, eat it. Look, I don't want this broccoli. I'm watching these movies as much for the comedy as I am for the fighting. Yep. Much. Because some of the some of the freaking situations are just so wacky. Yep. But Final Wars is just fun, so just watch that. Oh yeah, no, it, it, that one's just fun as hell. Still mm -hmm. a marathon movie. <laughs> Alright, cool, cool. Well, thanks for that recommendation and that wackiness of Godzilla. I can't, yeah, those fight scenes are ridiculous. I'll check that out if you haven't seen those, because yeah, those are some classic fight scenes. Cool. Got games, we got movies, and now we're gonna move on to shows. And I am on shows today, so I'm gonna try not to get too into spoilers because there's a new season that just came out for the show. So maybe I'll just talk about the first season and a little bit about the second season. The show I am talking about is Umbrella Academy. Now, Umbrella Academy, it's, yeah, it's your typical, I guess, superhero team up story, but not really. Because uh, really Emily and superheroes, yeah, they're, uh, I guess, well, let me tell you about some of them. We got number one, who is Luther. He's, uh, I guess his superpower is just being very strong. But then eventually his father, Sir Reginald, who technically adopts all of these guys. Well, I guess I should start with 1989, October 1st. Uh, there was 43 girls who were not pregnant, who immediately, out of nowhere, end up being pregnant and have a baby instantly, like, ASAP. Like, they were not pregnant, and they're just like, oh, oh, what's going on? Uh, uh, I'm pregnant. Oh, wasn't no, the baby's there, coming uh, Wasn't there a religion around this? Well, I, mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It does sound kind of weird. Don't be offended out there, yeah. but you know the parallels are there. Yeah. <laughs> But um, in this new season that came out, it kind of explains that. I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, either. there's a whole thing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Uh, yeah, why gonna, it happened? I'm not going to say it because, yeah, spoilers. Hmm. That's kind of how the show starts. Yeah, with 43 women out there end up getting pregnant out of nowhere and having these babies that have super abilities. And Sir Reginald is this billionaire old guy 
who may or may not be an alien. You find out more about him as the show goes. And, uh, yeah, so he goes and adopts uh, as many children as he can. He gets seven of them. And he adopts them and makes them into a super team. Now, like I said, back to the team. You got Luther, who is uh, like a super strong guy. And eventually, he gets experimented by his father and turns into, like, an ape human. That um that one confused me because I don't know if he was like even like did he even have powers because in the beginning oh yeah he, he was strong he was just but like he was strong they didn't ever showed him like his actual I mean is he like just super because like I remember when he goes like they send him to space and shit and that that's all he does is just work space. out yeah so I think yeah. that's that's how he got super strong but like I don't know I was like no, he was already that, super strong what the hell is his power I don't know I guess oh yeah he was always just super strong and then uh, I think something happened where he was almost gonna die and his father like experimented on him now he has like ape he's like almost like an ape human he's like super strong and a little bigger and he's like super hairy but yeah his father sends him to the moon and he leaves him there for a while because he didn't know what to do with him but then you find out there's an actual reason for it later on yeah so that's number one number two is diego who the people call him also the kraken his ability is kind of pretty much manipulating uh, his knives or even bullets that come at him. He can curve them or, like, stop them or do whatever with them. It's really cool. I like Diego a lot as a character, too, because he used to be a vigilante who kind of actually... He actually kind of cares about some of the things that other people don't about. But Diego is pretty cool. Then you got... Uh, what's her name? Allison. Her powers are kind of scary, but you can see... How it can be useful. She says, I heard a rumor, and she can say anything. I heard a, a rumor that you're bad at something, and then, you know, that happens. Or I heard you, oh, there's this one scene where, like, she's fighting people, and she's like, I heard a rumor that I blew your minds. And literally, she basically just, like, hypnotizes you, you know, like, to do yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word to say, yeah. I'm not, words, weird, whatever but she okay. says. It's, yeah, exactly. And then, after that, we got, let's see, who's the other ones? <laughs> I almost forgot about them. You got Klaus. Klaus can manipulate the dead. And eventually you find out he can die and come back. He's pretty much almost immortal the more he learns about his abilities. But he's like, afraid of ghosts. Can, uh, can he manipulate the dead or can he just see the ghosts yeah. and talk to them? No, he can manipulate the dead, yeah. He can bring them kind of back and like help them fight oh, battles right. and stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. That's a bit of a... But like I said, he's afraid of ghosts for a while. So he doesn't even want to use his power. And Klaus kind of, to avoid using his power, he can always take drugs or he's getting fucked up so he can, like, not have to deal with, like, you know, his powers. But he's definitely one of the strongest ones. And as the show progresses, he's becomes, like, one of the favorites because he's just one of the wackiest and, like, he's so weird. And in the second season, he makes his own cult. And this is the whole thing. <laughs> just the, the funniest thing is, like, every time, because he, he, like, basically, he he's, like, immortal. He could just keep coming back yeah. from the dead. Yeah, he just mm -hmm. he dies so many times that he yeah. he, he like he makes like uh, purgatory or like the afterlife his like little mm -hmm. pad and shit. It's like, <laughs> it's his like hangout this, spot. this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Klaus, that's one of the favorites. And then you got five. He doesn't have a name because he disappeared when he was very young, and his ability is kind of like warping through time. He can't go back. He can only go forward in time a little bit, and he wouldn't. They told him not to push his powers because you never know what would happen. So he can jump through time a little bit back and forth and go from one spot to another one. But one day he's 
messing around with his power so much. He's like, you know, let's see how far I can go. He's like, I'm trying to go five minutes forward. He goes five minutes forward. He's like, I want to go one hour forward. He goes one hour forward. Eventually, he pushes his power too much that he goes like, I think like 60 or 50 years in the future. And he finds out he went too forward and everything kind of, yeah, it was an apocalypse. And yeah, he kind of got fucked there. I'll get back to five because five is very important to the story. And then, let's see, you got... Oh, Ben? But Ben is dead. He died also at a young age. And his power was, like, kind of shape-shifting, but he was more like a tent... He, he can, like, bring out these giant tentacles from his stomach. That's his only power, yeah, really, is his tentacles yeah, that yeah, come yeah. out of his, like, torso. Yeah. <laughs> and with those torsos, you can, like... It's a pretty strong power. It's almost like superpowers, uh, super strength, but just, like, those tentacles are just, like, crazy. And they can, like grab people or like you know hit things and the only way he's show or really like we got to see him is because klaus like i said he can manipulate the dead so every once in a while he kind of brings him back to like talk to him and like no he, he, he doesn't keeps bring him, him back he, he's be that's why he takes so many drugs because he's being haunted by him he can't let yeah, him go away haunted. he's like being yeah. followed by his like old or his brother like constantly so he's like why can't i get you mm -hmm. to leave me <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get him to like change and be better so he's just yeah. annoyed by ben all the time ben's a good guy except in this last season he kind of i won't get too much into that then yeah last is vanya who at first we think she doesn't have any powers and she's kind of like yeah uh, well sir reginald he kind of treats her like shit because he got all these kids like oh yeah i adopted them they're gonna have a super team but she's kind of like the norm like, doesn't really show any abilities, so it kind of treats her like shit most of the time. It's like, oh, you know you're the worst one of all of them. And after a while, you actually find out that she's the most strongest of all of them because she can uh, manipulate atoms and, like, all these things. And, like, so she's she becomes so strong that he tricks her into thinking that she has no powers. Even with uh, Allison, who can do the I Heard a Rumor, tells her to tell her that I heard a rumor that you don't have superpowers. So that's kind of like what happens in the beginning of in the first season throughout the show. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Sir Reginald dies eventually and all the kids come back together and they hate their father, of course, because he was a piece of shit. And they're just like, well, here we are. I guess we're back together. Let's just get this over with. And at the funeral, that's when Five comes back because he's been gone for 16 years or so. And when he comes back, he's still this kid because he left. Everyone grew up and now, you know, they started as kids as superheroes, but then that's when he disappeared. And he comes back and he's a kid still. But you find out, actually, he's a 58-year-old old man trapped in the body of his 15-year-old self. You got this 15-year-old guy who's, like, acting like this, like, old, badass, wise guy. And he's really, yeah, he's really smart and really, like sassy at first he's like i need a fucking drink right now he's like dude you're like a kid he's like nah. <laughs> I, th I think he like drunk so many times that he messed with his body and he can't age anymore or something yeah i feel like uh i prefer that take to a old person trapped in a young body to someone like say sprite from the eternals oh, she was man. just whiny she acted like a kid even though she was thousands of years old versus this guy who acts yeah. like an adult in the kid's body yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate her, but she was probably the most annoying of those characters. was annoying for that show. Movie. Yeah. And all of them have unique powers and personalities, because they're... Yeah, the way the show treats them, they kind of treat them like real people who went through, you know, they were traumatized by their father, 
real issues as you know grown-ups and don't really like each other too much either but they're family so they kind of have to stick together for some things you know especially because they're so different compared to the rest of the world and they have powers and their family's pretty weird they also have a butler who's a monkey named pogo and he can talk and he's a really cool guy pogo i think he dies in the first season and they got a robot mom who uh, she's the one that the reason they have names because she gave them names before that it was original just named them by their number it was like number one is the strongest number two blah 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 you know number three number four number five number six and number seven so that kind of goes yeah the first season pretty much has to do with time travelers assassins showing up and trying to kill most of them because they know that there's somebody there who's going to cost the apocalypse so they're trying to you know it's it's Vanya. I guess I'll spoil a little bit. She's going to eventually destroy the world when she discovers she has powers. Because her power, like I said, is manipulating atoms. And if you can't really control that, she can just blow up everything. And think, uh, it's a I lot of cool. she does the same thing. Like I, I don't know if it's like the same thing as like the sun or whatever. Where she like makes like a mm-hmm. big ass like solar flare with her fi- like yeah. powers or something like that. It's kind of weird. Can, but she yeah, just, she she just explodes, you know? She can explode pretty much, yeah. She can do, like, atomic bombs naturally. Yeah. The whole show is super wacky. The characters are, like I said, fun. The action scenes are a lot of fun in this show. I gotta say, they have a lot of kick-ass music scenes in all the seasons. Like, if, you, if you're just looking for a show to, like, watch with, like, some good soundtracks, this is one of the best ones for sure. And some of the openings for every season has always been my favorite. So the first season has a great opening scene where they all kind of meet up, and eventually the, the episode starts ending, and they all start dancing by themselves. Or like, hey, I forget what song it is. So like, dancing by myself, you know. That's Billy Idol. And then the second season, yeah, yeah, the second season opens with them ending the world again, and it's a Frank Sinatra song. I love that opening. And then the third season just came through, and they have an opening season where they're about to like have a fight scene. I know it's a little bit of spoilers. Bruh. What the? Like, yeah, they come back after. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna try not to get into this world, but I just want to talk about this scene because it's so much fun. Uh, when they come back from the second season, because they do a lot of time traveling, right? They come back in this timeline to their old house, like, oh, finally we're back. And then when they show no, up, no, no, they they jump the... dimensions. They didn't jump timelines at yeah. that point. Oh, it maybe actually, that kind of makes more sense. Yeah, they show up and they're like, yeah, we're back at our house. They're like, hey, wait a second, who the fuck are these guys? Because there's another seven of seven other people. It turns out that their dad decided not to adopt them, and he adopted some of the other seven kids. And they're <laughs> like, what the fuck? So it's, it's the Umbrella Academy, and then the other ones are called the Sparrow Academies, and they're about to throw down. Right before they throw down, Lou starts playing, like, and like, let's go, bro, and they start having a little dance-off instead of, like, fighting. It's such a cool scene. But then you turn, it turns out it was, like, a hallucination by one of them, because... This whole show sounds like a hallucination. Yeah, yeah. The whole show it, is weird. nuts, and yeah, the whole show is weird. And every time I talk to it, talk about it with people, they're like, "None of this makes sense." And I'm like, "I know, I know." I just you have to watch it because it's one of those shows that just really kind of keeps things, keeps throwing things at you that you're just like, "I did not see that coming. I didn't think that was gonna happen. What the fuck?" Uh, it's so much fun, and then I like it a lot. I don't want to get too much into the stories. Like I said, the first season is kind of like time travelers, assassins coming to get them. The second season has to do with them having to go back in time because in the end of the first season, something happens where the world's about to, the apocalypse is about to happen. They're like, "Yeah, we need to go back in time and fix this," but because 
Doc still and controls powers or time manipulation that well. They go way too back and they go to the 1960s where JFK situation story happens. That's what all I'll say. The they're there for the JFK assassination and some of them are trying to stop it and some of them are trying to make it happen because you know that's how it always goes. What would happen if you save JFK or maybe you should just leave things as they are? You mess you up know, the timeline. Yeah, exactly. And oh man, do these guys fuck up the timelines? Oh, every time, every time. Yeah. What else can I say without spoiling? Nick, what do you, what would you say about this show? Because you just watched the last season too, and it's pretty crazy, right? It's definitely original. Like, I mean, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the some concepts you know they take from you know other shows and shit. But like, you know, most of it's like they definitely did a good job, like trying to do it like you know completely off the beaten path. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy powers like those. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are just kind of weird, but also, like, kind of cool. And then, uh, yeah, it's a lot of comedy in it, too, so it's not like you're just sitting there watching comedy, yeah. action, either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, obviously, each each character's got their own drama, too, and shit, like, so. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you can get really invested in it, especially because, uh, yeah, like, Checo said, like, now there's, like, three seasons, so you can definitely, yeah. like, binge it pretty well. But, yeah, it's pretty popular mm -hmm. on Netflix at the moment, too, so it's not like it's Honestly, I think it's my favorite show on Netflix right now. Like, yeah, I like Stranger Things and other stuff in there, but... Most of the times, I get really excited when I did hear, see, oh, Umbrella uh, Academy came back, or, you know, by the there's way, a new season. Did you see the, there's like a new two episodes of Stranger Things that just came out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go watch that shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, Umbrella Academy, and it's actually based on a comic book made by Gerard Way, who is the main, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. So, that's something, yeah. I did know that, that's, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote this comic book, and it's an award-winning, for sure, comic book. I think there's four volumes or five volumes for the comics, and yeah, they took some of the concepts, but the whole stories are kind of their own thing on Netflix compared to what the comics are. Because the comic books are pretty ridiculous <coughs> themselves, but I, it I feel like it would be harder to put those into the screens, into a show or a movie, compared to what they did in the show. I like both. I like both because I have read the first two volumes of the comics, and it's very different for sure than what the show is. But I like it. I like the characters. I very I got very attached to the whole family. There's some that I don't like as much. Like I don't like uh, Allison, the one who says I heard a rumor. Because the way she uses her power, it's kind of like it's pretty messed up. She kind of like used it on her family, on her kid. She used anytime she just doesn't like something, how it goes her way, she'll use her power like, you know, forget I heard a rumor you forgot about this. So you know. My favorite for sure is definitely Klaus. Because he's just like the wackiest guy. And five. Five and Klaus are just like my favorite. Um, yeah, what about you, Nick? Klaus is pretty funny, honestly. He like especially mm -hmm. when he like, you know, starts the cults and all that shit and everybody <laughs> He's not even trying to do anything. He's just like yeah. living his life, trying not to like <laughs> Oh, crazy but like everybody just starts use or like thinking yeah, of him as follow like a comedian him, yeah, like, you know like oh my god he can do he's, it's, he's it's using ben his brother that's dead to like lift him people can't see the dead of course you know because you know he's dead but he can see them and he's like hey lift me pretend i'm so i can like be floating and flying he's like oh, oh yeah. fuck you i guess and he's just like lifting him and he's like floating around like oh and people are like oh my god he's flying he's flying. <laughs> so it's so wacky I definitely prefer yeah. uh, the first season's a little slow, but after you get into it, you start like getting really into it because the second season picks up way more and it's like crazier. But the third season's where it, it it went hard in the last third season. 
and I'm not gonna I get mean, details. I feel the like the one. I feel like that first season definitely just gets you into the whole story. It's not mm -hmm. like it was, mm -hmm. like I, it wasn't as like action packed as the second and third maybe, but it still like definitely has a good like story to it. But yeah, that's Umbrella Academy. Go check it out. Like I said, there's three seasons. This third season just came out like maybe two weeks ago, maybe less. And yeah, binge it. Uh, yeah, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Go watch that. Alright, cool. so that's games, movies, shows, and now moving on to books. That's gonna be Nick. Nick. Alright, uh, let's see. So, like, uh, you know, Coco mentioned before, books are not the easiest category in this, you know, considering most of them take a while to read, unless you're just gonna sit down and... Who reads I mean, these look, days? Look, 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 we're not all Checo here, like, and he doesn't right? even read that many novels, oh, okay? Guys. He's on comic books, too, so... I'm reading three books right now. That's... At the same time? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's ridiculous. I don't know how you can do that. Anyways... Um, I usually have a good amount of like uh, manga or other you know stuff that I can just fall back on, so I'm just gonna go with that um, for now. Maybe one day I'll find a book that I finish and actually want to talk about. Like I haven't touched uh, the Way of the Kings in a while, honestly, and I feel that kind of bad. All right. Well, anyways, the one I picked uh, it's called uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked or seen the show. It's uh, I think there's like one season out right now. Um, not entirely sure where you can find it. I know it's probably like on Crunchyroll. Um, oh. I don't know if it's on like Netflix or anything like that, but it's a pretty good one if you want to look it up. The at least yeah. the the show, the the actual manga is pretty good too. Um, they definitely don't really like take too much off of like the the manga or like they they go by it pretty well. So, I mean, but like the, the thing is with like the show, it's like they only go for a certain amount of episodes before they cut it off the season, and then they just you know wait for it to get more popularity. Anyways, um, so this whole show, the um, the concept is like that you're in like the or they're in like this world where um, basically there's no like good or evil or anything like that. It's just like there's uh basically just like curses, um, that people create. Um, not like physically or not like intentionally. Um, apparently like there's just like curse energy that everybody or all living things like emit just by like um I think with like negative emotions. So if there was like a I don't know traumatizing event or like a like a hospital with like a bunch of like depressed patients or whatever and all that like dark energy just like you know got like put together at some point or like accumulated at one specific point it, it creates like this curse which is like you know a spirit you know like a monster that you can't really see it's kind of like a ghost but it, it'll fuck with people like um and it can actually kill people too you know or like possess them um, and then, like, the basically the main uh, characters, they're, like, these sorcerers that can actually see this curse energy, like, accumulate in places. They can see these curses, which are, like, the monsters that are, like, going around fucking with people. And their their main goal is to basically go and, like, you know, seal these curses or monsters wherever they appear and try to keep, like, all this curse energy from, like, getting too crazy or, like, you know, they, they're kind of, like... I don't know if you guys have uh, watched Bleach or Reddit or anything like that. It's around the same thing, kind of, you know? It's got that kind of concept yeah, where, like, they're going around killing, like, you know, wrong cars or, you know, like, the the evil spirits that are around, you know, just to, like, make sure that the world isn't, like, just fucking up all the time mm -hmm. or full of darkness. But anyways, yeah, so these uh, these sorcerers, they can basically see this dark energy and or curse energy, and they can also, like, use it 
like um, actually use it to to create these powers that each of them are kind of unique again like kind of like bleach where each one has like a different unique power based on their personality or their their blood type or whatever the hell um so yeah each of them have like different powers and shit that they can use this curse energy to to like basically fight these monster curses you know and seal them um so yeah they just go around fighting and the fight scenes are really pretty good on the and especially in the anime when they actually get animated and like the you know but in the actual manga it's pretty good too to follow like they do a pretty good job like drawing it all like you can get pretty invested in it um too um but yeah they just go around saving people and sealing things and like uh, i guess there's this like like the the there are some pretty like the more like curse energy accumulates in specific places the stronger the curses get and like they can like the curses can get pretty damn strong where like they'll be able to like just fuck with like dimensions you know they'll be able to create their own like pocket dimension so that way like they can just like jump in like different places and not be found or they can just kill a bunch of people or like you know it's a uh, it's not like it's kind of like you know rated i don't know what it's rated actually but it's not it's kind of dark sometimes too you know uh, but yeah the the fight scenes are pretty fun um not to get too spoiled like it's like the first season it goes through a lot of it it explains a lot of it and you know you get into it but um so the main character is like this uh this normal human that you like he's he's like a high schooler that basically he just likes to help everybody and at some point he runs into like this dark or like this cursed like uh club or whatever i don't know what it was but um he ends up running into the situation where he has to fight like a, a curse that he can't really see so like this one other like sorcerer comes to his help and i don't know what it was like i think it was like um fuck it was it was like kind of one of his classmates that's like kind of a sorcerer on the side or whatever so he comes to his help and like um they get into this situation where he has to like uh basically swallow this one like demon's like it's like a cursed finger from like well there's this like crazy ass like demon that they or not demon uh curse that they like sealed but the only way they sealed it is like they took his body parts apart and shit and like they had to separate it and he was like, like super strong so they had to like separate all his like body parts so that way he couldn't like come back together and that sounds a lot like Castlevania 3. I mean, it might be. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is it 3 or 2? It doesn't matter. The one where they have to gather Dracula's body parts. Irrelevant. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, they ended up finding, like, there was, like, a like a, one of the fingers from this, like, curse was, like, uh, sealed away at, at the school or something or in this club. And they end up, like, and the, the curses that, uh, like, the smaller curses, they basically are attracted to this one, like, piece of this, like, bigger curse. Because like if if they absorb it, they'll become much stronger and all that. Um, so they they basically keep getting like you know attracted to it, and that's why like that I guess that sorcerer kid is there to like you know take them out here and there. Um, but in the end, the the there was this one curse that was about to kill I guess um, the main character, which is I guess his name is Yuji. Um, there he was about to die basically. Um, so the only other choice that he had was to like because he had the finger on him i don't know if he was running away from the thing with the finger or whatever i don't really remember too much of the beginning but um he had the finger on him and the only like way to survive that is was to probably like just either let the the demon or the curse eat him or he was going to eat the finger which he ends up just swallowing it and like at that point he starts getting like i mean everybody expected him to be possessed by like the curse you know right away but he ends up just like controlling it in a way and like gaining these like cursed powers so he ends up becoming like kind of like a sorcerer except you know he's not the same exact like kind of everybody else 
but he ends so up being cursed. able to control. Is he like half half curse, half sorcerer kind of now? So I guess like in the end, yeah, to survive, he ends up like swallowing the piece of the of the curse, the the finger, and he ends up like taking on the powers, and he can actually see the the spirit at this point or the the curse, and he can use like some sort of powers, but he does get possessed by like the curse too at some points, and that's why like basically the other sorcerers they have to make this decision whether to kill him or to like try to use him to maybe exercise the curse completely which the only way to do that would be to put all the fingers together into one being which for some reason he can he's able to swallow the the finger and still have like control over his body which then no one ever even expected apparently it's supposed to be like impossible or whatever um, but yeah, they, they're amazed by that. So they end up trying to take this this chance where they're basically going to put all the fingers together and like try to exercise it before, you know, he gets possessed completely. So they're basically just now at this point, they're trying to find the fingers um, and like put it all, uh, have him swallow them. So that way, you know, once he has all all the fingers in him or all the pieces, he'll be, I mean, if he gets possessed, they'll be able to at least like exercise the guy completely or the the curse. But um, yeah, the more fingers he he like you know swallows, the stronger he gets. But also, the more he gets possessed, you know, the harder it is it the harder it is for him to like actually take back control of his body. But um, yeah, most of the fighting scenes in this are are kind of based around that, where they're just he he kind of like goes unconscious and like the 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 curse comes out and the curse just starts like fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a pretty fun one. Um, definitely recommend it if you guys have time. Um, you definitely should just watch the first season on wherever um, you can find it. Um, but if you if you w- finish watching it and you want to keep going, because it goes really close to the actual manga, so you can watch the first season and then just start with reading it right after, wherever the hell you leave off. Okay. But it's got a good amount of like good amount of chapters, so you, you could definitely like put around a good amount of time in it. That's why I like recommended this one. I mean, I know I could have probably just said the show, but like it just stops so abruptly, like at some point, and then like the the manga just keeps going for a while. Like it's just okay. Got so so it's still, it's it. still going to then, or did it finish? Yeah, it's it's on a still it's still airing, or it's still coming oh. out with episodes. So, or not okay. episodes, uh, chapters. So yeah, I mean definitely check it out. Um, I mean there's I'm pretty sure you can find it for free online just to read anywhere. Like most manga, you can find for free online. It's not like they charge. You. <laughs> oh my like, god! I, I don't need you. Don't even have to like pirate it or find it like that. You know? Like. It's it's definitely like you know easy to find. You just gotta look it up. Um, the show again though, I don't know where um, you can find it other than Crunchyroll. One day, um, one day we'll be like, why aren't companies sponsoring us? Us every week <laughs> telling people to get their shit for free. <laughs> right. Nice. Uh, Nick, would you say the manga was called again? It's uh, called Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I mean, I it's heard it. not easy to spell, but I mean, oh. it's it's spelled how it sounds. I'm sure you just put it in <laughs> Google and you'll be able to find it. Trust me. It's it's about like this. I don't know if he has pink hair or just normal red hair, but yeah, right. it's just like demons and yeah. That sounds fun. It's pretty fun. Uh, and yeah, again, if you're into you know the action and like you know a little bit of comedy, but uh, mostly just action and like fighting and you know all that, then definitely mm-hmm. check it out. It's like one of those like jump mangas where okay, you can definitely or shonen. I don't know how they yeah, call shonen. it. Shonen, shonen jump. Yeah, but they're fun. Yeah, that's my uh, recommendation. It sounds good. I do like some manga and anime. Oh yeah, there it is technically like a sequel to this other one, um, oh. but it kind of just starts off on its own its own story in a way. So it's like you can you can start off. It's it's not gonna like affect you if you don't read the first uh, the first series. 
like mm. I, I didn't really get into the first series but um you can definitely check out the, the 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 original or the first series it's called tokyo metropolitan curse technical school um but yeah it's uh definitely not gonna make a difference if you, you okay. know, read this one and then go back to that one or whatever sounds good we'll check that out then and i think that's it that's everyone that's all the categories covered we got games movies shows and books out of the way some crazy recommendations and we went into details with most of them this time so good stuff good stuff all right guys and take a quick break and we'll be back and we're back and nick you mentioned sequels it's kind of funny actually because that's uh this week's uh general topping we're going to be talking about sequels and sequels that are better than the original it's kind of cool idea sometimes it's hard to miss hard to do because you know original stuff they're really good that's why they pull out the sequels you know and it's hard to match that magic those moments from the original but sequels sometimes can do that and that's what we're here to do we're going to talk about some sequels that we believe are better than the originals and uh who wants to go first Come out with the idea. This is all objective, by the way. So, uh, yeah, exactly. if you disagree, yeah. first of all, you're wrong, but you can have that opinion. <laughs> well, we respect well, your opinion. Yes, yes. Sure. And I guess Let's I'll go sure. first because I, I think I did come up with this one. Did, are you sure about that? You sure, I, mean, I did. Point. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and mine, uh, let's see. I have two I wanted to do. I'll do a runner up. I'm not going to get into it. Bro. Bro, it's just it's just a run out. I'm gonna say bro, 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 Suicide bro. Squad. Yeah. Can't help one. himself. I'm just saying Suicide Squad. First one, kind of shitty. But the second one, way better. More colorful, Agreed. more violence, and good. Yeah. The only part That's I really liked about the first one was uh, Croc. Croc was good. Oh. And the flame guy. What was his name? El Diablo or something like that. Oh yeah, I yeah, think yeah. El Diablo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Harley Quinn too. He died. But, I mean, but he died. Cool. They killed El Diablo too. Yeah, he did yeah. cool. Yeah. But I am talking about a DC movie. That's why I wanted to bring those up as my runner-up. My DC movie. That DC I, movie? I think it's, it's a DC movie, yeah. Something that I think it's better than... I like the original, don't get me wrong. But I just think the sequel was kick-ass and way better. So, the original was Batman Begins, which okay. is a good movie. And the sequel to that was Dark Knight. I agree, but I never considered oh. that series like a DC. But yeah, it is Batman. Because, you know, they have their own universe yeah, exactly it's dc <laughs> just not dceu yeah exactly oh, my interesting before yeah. dceu happened yep. so yeah. yeah i think a lot of people can probably agree with this one it's pretty you know i think dark knight is one of those movies that has become a classic now for many different reasons you know characters story plot you know heath lester's joker was amazing and sadly he did pass away before the movie was released or something i think pretty close to it he didn't get to see the and finished product Oh yeah, which is sad. Uh, wow, his performance in that movie as Joker, it's something. It is something, you know? It's definitely something. If you have not watched the movie for some reason, if you go back, you're going to be in awe with his performance because the Joker in this movie was... It's, it's, it's like he doesn't know he's a bad guy and he doesn't know he's crazy and the things he's doing are, the you know, his own personal... You know, the whole whole joker aspect to this is pretty crazy and just how he plays in how he's always doing that lifting that like you know or just like i saw a series and it just became a classic it just became a cool you know like a cool following 
even the Batman in this one, I really like because, like I said, I didn't like too much of the Batman in the beginning one. Or the, even the third one, kind of just like you know. Especially the third one. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> like. The... Bane was cool. Tom Hardy's Bane was all right, but I honestly did not like the third one. No, exactly. It was uh, this one, yeah, you get to see some cool action scenes. The mo- the way the movie was shot was amazing. The city itself is like just live and like. I don't know, for me, honestly, it's just the Joker that kind of carries this whole movie. Yeah. A lot of plot twists. Oh, you got Two-Face, too. Two-Face is in there, and his story plot line is really cool, because I liked him in the beginning as, uh, what was it, Harvey Dent? Harvey Dent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a lawyer, because he's such a badass. He's a cool guy. I really liked him, and to see him fall in this, like, villain path that Joker kind of, like, put him in, you know, it's really cool. And yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it because it's literally one of the best superhero movies or just movies in general nowadays. Because yeah, good plots, great performances, classic now. And I think that's all I'll say about my sequel. Sure, to the point. Like I said, Batman Begins is a good movie. It's not bad. I it's a good it. starter. I, I really like Scarecrow yeah. in it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Scarecrow was probably one of the best things too. Hey, yeah. Is he in this one? I think he's he in shows it, up in at a for, point uh, briefly. Yeah. No, in the third movie. He shows up briefly in the third movie. Yeah, yeah when he's a judge. He, back at one point. Mm-hmm. He, he becomes a judge. That's the third movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that is my not recommendation. That is my uh, sequel for the original. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. That's a good one. Yep. All right. And who likes to go next? Anyone volunteers? I'll go. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Got go it. for Nico <laughs> with this sequel. Uh, well, I mean, I I was having a hard time with this one. I don't know how you did it so fast, but, um, I was gonna start, I was just gonna go with, like, Pokemon, uh, cause, like, I mean, I, not to, like, you know, talk shit on the originals, you know, like, the first couple games, obviously, were, you know, iconic, you know, you can't beat them in, like, history, but it wasn't, like, my favorites, um, and again, this is all, you know, opinion-based, so... But, um, I mean, when I was playing Pokemon back in the day, I used to love playing Pokemon Silver. Um, it was, like, one of my favorites, uh, you know, I growing see. up. Yeah. And it, and honestly, I thought it was, like, the just the whole game feel about it, the Pokemon, everything about it was just, like... Improved on it, yeah. A yeah, big improvement on the, on the beginning or on the first one, so... But it's hard to, like, again, it's hard to compare that to, like, one of the original games where it's, like, they're basically creating the whole concept, you know, of the game. Um, but anyways, uh, I wasn't going to talk about that. I was going to talk about the Thor series. Um, I didn't really like the first two movies. Um, they weren't, like, you know, my favorites. Um, but I did, like, as soon as the third one came out, Thor Ragnarok, um, it basically changed my whole, like, view of the whole Thor thing, you know? Because that movie, they started involving a lot more comedy. They started involving, like, a lot more characters. Even, like, just having the Hulk in there, too, and, like, uh, uh, Bruce Banner and, like, you know, I forgot what the actor's name was, but he's pretty funny in it. So he, he definitely brings a lot of comedy to it. And then, yeah, again, they just started putting a lot more jokes in it. So it definitely got a lot funnier. And that's kind of like, that's why I'm kind of looking forward to this new Thor movie, too. I kind of want to see it just for that aspect, you know, because, like, I'm sure they're going to try to make it a funny one, too. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, basically what I kind of, you know, picked. Uh, the Thor 3 Ragnarok was, I'm pretty sure it was, like, better than the first two. I mean, that's just me, though. If you're going to say, like, oh, the first one was the best one, then maybe. But No, definitely not. I like the first one. The second one sucks. And then, yeah, the third one brought me back because I, I wasn't, well, like, I think we can all while. agree the second one did suck. But the first <laughs> one was, I guess, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, like I was saying, Pokemon. It just 
put the the movie out there, you know. So yeah. can't really talk too much shit, especially when it's like one of the first things that they did, you gotcha. know. Yeah, definitely. And it did bring Taika Waititi more into the Marvel, and now he's taking over the Thor, and I think he's helping. He's helping well, with the Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. He's too. had a lot of yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's another one too, like where it, where it's like each. No, I'm not saying like the first or the second Guardians of the Galaxy is better than the first one, but. You know that that's another movie that brings in a lot of comedy and you know just to yeah. the superhero franchise. You know, yeah, I do like the Thor one, the Ragnarok. I think I watched that one like twice in the movie theaters, and then I'm like, I still liked it so much that I watched it again eventually and just walked by yeah. myself. You know, yeah, that's a that good. Was, one. I mean, that was like like when I was starting to get over kind of superhero movies because they were getting a little too like you know not like boring, but like they're a little too serious. I guess they're just too, taking yeah. taking themselves too serious. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. But yeah, it, it's a pretty good one. Um, definitely recommend watching Thor Ragnarok if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to watch the first two to actually watch the third one. Not, not, not really. I don't really think so. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a funny movie to watch or even just rewatch. Put it on yeah. here and there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a new one coming out. Number four. Uh, what's it called? Love and Thunder. Thor and Love and Thunder. Yeah. I want to be good. Yeah, it is gonna be good. I, I really believe. But yeah, that's my uh pick for uh the sequel. Good. The sequel, General Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, it's cool. interesting that uh, now I think about it, the Marvel movies, they're really only successful because they blend in comedy. Even though the comics that most of these characters come from, minus like Deadpool, they're not comedy. They're, they're not, just yeah. action. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like the movies. I like watching the Marvel movies. I like what they are. But it is also like, you know, as reading these heroes and I'm like, uh, they take it a little less seriously than I would like, but at least most of the jokes hit. Yeah, True. I don't know. Does True. every single movie have to have jokes here all over the place? Kind of started becoming know. their thing now. I mean, there are there think are about some Hulk. Like, Do you think Hulk is a too? comedian in his comics? That's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, um, I don't hate it, but it's just I don't know. This last uh, Stranger or Doctor Strange. Um, that one wasn't like super comedy based, but it did it, have it like, had <laughs> comedy in it. Tried being funny moments most times. It was more horrifying, yeah, and that worked even it's better. A tro- it's a trope now. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, yep, yep. Coco, go ahead and tell Who's us about it? your sequel. No, fuck you, David. You go. <laughs> I mean, all right, I'll go. <laughs> all right, go ahead, David. I'm like, okay. So, wow, shit. I uh... <laughs> caught him off guard. <laughs> I'm like I drop I drop shit and it just made a loud ass thunk. <laughs> but uh my my sequel is gonna be uh Total War Warhammer two. Cause the first game, it was good. It was something new to the Total War franchise and it kinda got me into it because it was like the Warhammer thing. I never like really did like a deep dive into it because I've only ever done like the forty K stuff. But that game kinda like, oh, this Warhammer stuff is actually really cool. I like it. And then Warhammer 2 came out, and they added even, like, basically they added more races into it. They added the Lizardmen, the Skaven, both of the High, the high Elves, the Dark Elves. Because they already had, like, they had so many races in the first one, but then they just kept adding more on top of that. They got the, the, the Tomb Kings. And then they're all like, all right, all right, we know that we already have a lot, but how about even more Legendary Lords that come in? How about even more campaigns for these specific legendary lords? Like, if you play these legendary lords, they have their own unique campaign that they, you can progress through on the map. And it, they were just like, all right, all right, all right. 
add more until they got to like I I think it was like maybe there was a lot of lords. Let me let me, let me think if I can count them all. It was like six, twelve. It's probably like fifty some odd, maybe even more than that. Yeah, there's like fifty different lords. Like not all of them have unique campaigns. Some of them are just okay. like, oh, you get to play as this guy. But okay. there's quite a few that do, and <laughs> it's honestly just really cool because I've I've played basically all of them. Because, you know, I mean, I put like 500-ish hours, according to Steam. Ooh, 525 dang. hours into the game. Nice. <laughs> and so I'm like, I've tried out every Legendary Lord. And I definitely have my favorites. Like, the Skaven, probably my favorite faction. Like, out of out of all of them. And the favorite Legendary Lord. Uh, it's kind of a tie between Snitchet, uh, a Snicket uh, and Ikit Claw. Both of them are really cool. Ikit Claw... You basically you get nukes, you get infinite ammo rattling guns, and you just kind of like obliterate the world, just take over with sheer force of firepower. Like, oh, those are dragons flying towards us. That's cute. Pew 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 pew. pew. It's just fucking dead, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. pretty much. And we're just like, yeah, that's fun. And then with Snitch it, Snick it, he's basically like the premier assassin he can assassinate other legendary lords completely wipe them out from the freaking board like for example i did this one time where the dwarves they were getting fucking out of hand they were just everywhere they had like a hundred settlements i he has this ability which is basically you take out the head of the faction and it just falls into anarchy and like all of their settlements all rebel at the same time and then the entire faction implodes on itself, and then you just can like just pick up the pieces from there. It's just it is just so stupidly broken, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think those are the two favorite. But take that from the first game, where the first game was very, it, it had some guns, it had some monsters, but it was very mundane. It was your typical total war. To this game, where they just like you know what, since Warhammer is so just you know, off the rails, fuck it. Let's go off the rails and see how it goes. And I'm really glad they did because it really shows with how much they added, how crazy they were willing to get the battles, like let the battles go, that the game was just good. It was just good fun. Good fun to, like, be on the campaign map, good fun to be, like, in the actual battles fighting and everything like that. It was, it was just good. I loved so it. Is it the one that just came out recently this year? No, that's okay, uh, the no, Total War Warhammer Three, okay, which, okay. <laughs> I mean, funnily enough, it's getting an update soon that they're gonna add. Basically, they're gonna combine all three games into one. <laughs> it's just more and more. <laughs> yeah, basi ba oh, the basically, basically, yeah, I'm like the second one did it first. They're, they're 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 combining everything into what's called Immortal Empires, which is basically the entire world map of Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. All in one campaign, and it's just gonna be fucking insane. That's something. Another five hundred hours, then going for a thousand. Honestly, probably. <laughs> That's crazy. Good stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, well, but this, like the second one. Yeah, since we're focusing purely on sequels. Yeah. That's the one I gotta go with. Got you into it and brought you in. Pretty much. Nice. Alright, cool. That's a good one. And it always, yeah, always catching my attention, but don't have a PC, so can't really get in. Fair well, enough. Maybe one day. Maybe one. Maybe day. one day. Mm -hmm. Where? Cool. Cool. I'll see your recommendation. I keep coming on to say that. 
Cool, David. Thanks again for that. Cool. So yeah. we're gonna be moving on to Coco, who is our last one today. So go ahead, Coco. Tell us about your sequel. Uh, hello everyone. This is editing Coco here. So gonna be honest, I rambled pretty long on my part. So if once you hear what I'm talking about, you're like not interested. I don't blame you for skipping it, cause uh, I, I'm sorry. I just got really into it. Don't blame me. I like what I like. But yeah, just warning you now. It's it's gonna be a doozy. My sequel, huh? Sequel. Okay. I was originally. Uh, I mentioned when we discussed this last week. A couple of games that I thought had good sequels. Kingdom Hearts Two. The story of one is better, uh, in my opinion. Well. Hmm, I th I like the story of one more, although it, to introduce some great characters, uh, and overall the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts Two is better, but not that one. Borderlands Two, fantastic. Borderlands One, I actually didn't like the first time I played, came back to it years later and ended up loving it. Borderlands Two improved upon it in every single way. Even though Borderlands Three gameplay is probably better than Two, I overall like Two more. But I decided not to go with those. Because I've been binging a series recently after talking about it a lot. And you guys got a glimpse of it yesterday going like, what's that? What's that? It's called foreshadowing. Y'all didn't know. It's called foreshadowing. <laughs> because I wanted to play a certain series. I mean, you get to kill a lot of things, but how often do you get to do it in the perspective of death. That's right. I'm talking about Darksiders again. You can't stop oh. me. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, Checo tried it and he didn't, you know, completely hit it. I can't no. be stopped. But you didn't. No, no, no. That's, no, that's wrong. He played Demon or, Souls. Not Darksiders. Demon Souls. He oh, played that's Demon right, Souls. Yeah, yeah. He, he was more. only somewhat ass at that game, but he managed to make it up to further than well, I thought he got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helps that I had already leveled my character by the way. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Darksiders 2 is... I mean, I could just stop and say it's a better game. But let me bust out... You can't see it. Let me bust out the notes I took on why it's a better game. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first of all, Darksiders 2 has... I'm going to talk a little bit about Darksiders 1 to see why it's good. Darksiders 1, I liked. I liked the story of it, but the combat, while not terrible... I will admit that it gets boring after a while because uh, the main weapon that you use as war is his sword. And you can buy combos for that sword, but you'll get into the habit of using the same types of moves after a while. And as far as secondary weapons go, there's just two of them. And of those two, only one of them is actually useful. You get a, a gauntlet that you can punch enemies with and do like an AOE punch. I barely used it. I didn't really even bother upgrading it that much. I'm sure it would have gotten better. But it was just like, it wasn't doing that much damage. The one that's actually good is, as war, you can use Death Scythe. And that's good for AoE, but it doesn't do as much damage to single targets as the sword. So you'll be using the sword and the scythe a lot. But that's it. The same combos for the entire game, unless you want to mix it up a bit. Uh, you can upgrade the damage of the weapon uh, uh, War's weapon. But that's it. That's it. Just like a stronger sword, nothing else. In two, there is quite the variety of not weapons, because ultimately there are still three 
types, but each type gets different things. For instance, there are gauntlets now, but rather than a single punch like Ward did, uh, Death is actually really fast with his punches. So uh, you can go for like more agile playstyle. I'm going to trip over my words here because I'm trying to get a lot of information down. But basically, Ward just punched once. That was your big thing. Maybe a couple, two punches. Death punches really fast. In fact, some of his weapon, uh, some of the arm blades are attached to the side. So he's more like side swiping them. And there's a lot of combos to them. Whereas with War, I'd be using the sword and using the secondary as a, well, secondary, you know, every now and then I'll use the scythe. Every now and then I'll use the gauntlet. In two, with death, you can use the secondary as your main if you really want to. But you probably won't because the main weapon, death scythe, is so strong to begin with and has a variety of combos. You can cho choose what combo is good for the situation. On top of that, you don't, you're not stuck with the same scythe throughout the whole game because you're constantly picking up loot because this game has a loot system of sorts where you pick up different scythes and each scythe has different uh, stats and buffs. Uh, some scythes do fire damage, some scythes do ice damage, lightning. Some scythes do uh, give you health back on crits. Some scythes give you back wrath on crits, which is for your spell stuff. And you can choose what type of scythe and those stats also apply to the secondaries, the blades. Besides the blades, there's also giant hammers, which War didn't have. And the hammers have variety as well. And so you, there's different stats for both of them. And you can choose what type of playstyle you want to go because there's more variety. Whereas with one, you're constantly using the same combos. In two, there's a fucking skill tree uh, that has two main paths. One path is strictly for like, I like to do physical damage and be strong. The other path is like, I have spells, I want to use them and get really strong with them. Wara had some spells, but the only one I really bothered investing with was this thing called Blade Geyser. Where basically he plunges a sword down and a bunch of swords come out. And you can upgrade it so that it does more damage and more blades come out. Fascinating, I know. But that's basically all I used. Death has a variety of spells, a decent amount of them from both trees. And you can upgrade them. And they get different uh, modifiers to them. For instance, uh, one of the basic spells that you start off with that I've been using a lot because this time I've been playing, I decided to go down the Necromancer tree. So it's more spell-based versus strength, which is what I usually do. And this tree, uh, you can summon some zombies that will attack your enemies. But since I keep investing in that tree, I'm summoning more zombies. They give me back Wrath when they are attacking the enemy. They give me back Wrath, and you need Wrath to summon them. So that means that when they're dead, I can summon them again. They do fire damage, so they make the enemies catch on fire, which does damage over time. And then they blow up, which does even more damage. It's a lot of time. And then I got these birds that I send out at the enemies, and they give me back health. So if I'm low health, send in the birds. The birds will peck the shit out of them. Have you seen the movie from fucking Alfred Hitchcock? Imagine that. But you're on the receiving end. And uh, they give me back health. They also give me back Reaper energy. Speaking of Reaper energy. Point number two. War's uh, ultimate form. So in the beginning of the game, as War, you get his chaos form. Pretty strong. Kind of basic, literally. Swing left, swing right. Down. Swing left, swing right. Down. Really strong. It's good to clear rooms or kill a boss or like do damage to a boss but there's not much more to it than just 
summon it when you have it to do big damage. Nothing else. He looks cool. I mean, he's like this hellish beast covered in flames. But that's it. There's never any, like, uh... Other than when you use it at the very beginning of the game, and when you eventually get it, because he loses the power. He gets it back. Pretty later. Other than that, it's never, like, referenced at all in the first game. I don't think there's a single time when it ever comes up again, like, story-wise or anything. It's just a, oh, I have it. Let me just do some quick damage. With death, first of all, he gets it much earlier in the game, so you can right away start using it. He doesn't lose it. Well, he does lose it like war, but he's like, it's more ingrained in his, in his uh, character. So he can summon these spectral arms that are his Reaper form, because when he transforms into the Reaper form, he looks just like the Grim Reaper with a giant fucking scythe. And basically, they just add little details. When he's opening doors, he doesn't actually open it himself. The fucking arms pop out and open the doors for him. When he's opening chests, he doesn't open the chest. The arms pop out, break the shit, and peel them out. On top of that, when he's in Reaper form, you actually have combos. Not as many, but still, it's more than fucking War got. And they did more cinematic moments when you're fighting bosses. The Reaper will come out and fucking wreck shit. And it's pretty cool. It looks cool. They got to see a boss yesterday. And uh, the boss tried running away. And then Death went into Reaper form and just... Okay, give me a second. I'm pausing. Gotta, gotta breathe. Take a breath. <laughs> I'm not even close to done with my notes here. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Darksiders 1 was a more linear experience. As in, you go through the story, you go through the different areas, you go through the bosses, but that's it. There's not a whole lot of content on the side. There are a couple collectibles here and there that you can trade for money and a, like levels and shit. But that's about it. There are, there's nothing on the side. It's just point A to point B for the most part. I'm honestly thinking what the Abyssal Armor, find the ultimate armor in the game. That's it. Darksiders 2 is grander in scope. For one thing, there's side quests because the world itself is so much bigger. So much bigger. In fact, I would go as far as saying the first realm, because that's another plot point, Darksiders 1 takes place entirely, well, just about entirely, on Earth. And you, Earth has been transformed after what happened in the story, so, like, there is variety? You know, you got your desert area, and then you got your... Okay, I take that back. There's not that much variety. But areas kind of look different, at least. There's a couple places with lava here and there. But for the most part, it's, it's Earth, right? You're on Earth. But in Darksiders 2, you go to different realms. You go to the spoilers, but I don't care at this point. You go to the angel realm with fucking like angels. You go to hell with demons. You go to the um the forge lands where the makers, like the guy I talked about last week, Ulthane, where he came from. You go to his realm, and you also go to the kingdom of the dead, where like literally all souls go to, you know, vibe. Yes. So there's a lot of more realms to go to. And each realm is pretty big. It's, it's like an open-world map um, that you can go around in. And I would say that the Forge Lens by itself might have been almost, almost half of what Darksiders 1 had. 
because there's a lot to do because there's side quests there's actual optional areas that you can go to if you just do the main story first of all how boring are you secondly there's plenty to do that you're missing out on by not going to that because different side quests have you fighting other bosses there's a fuck ton of bosses and you know what bosses drop unique loot because with the loot there's also i don't know if they call them legendary but there's legendary weapons that have special effects and they look pretty fucking cool there was this giant fire bat i killed and he ripped out some sights from her stomach and they're just like covered in lava they do a lot of fire damage too bad they were weak as shit by the time i got them but they're cool so it's grander in scope because of how much how many places you go to how big the map is and the fact that there's a lot of side quests so there's plenty to do if you're a completionist you're gonna have a good time maybe maybe the sticks and stones quest kind of sucks but that's all over the place um taking another breath when i edit this it'll seem like i'm doing this all in one go and people will be like is he breathing no <laughs> david you played a bit of darksiders one that's right i'm putting you on the spot yeah what how did war move around um mostly you just kind of ran around and yeah you you basically were just on foot the entire game you could maybe dash a little bit but it was kind of slow oh you could also float through the air vaguely okay yeah exactly what he said the thing is basically everything he said but it's slow because his run is is like a jog a very light jog his dash he dashes forward and stops for like half a second before you can do it again so it's ooh, ooh. just imagine that kind of uh dashing where you have to stop every couple seconds just to keep moving so it kind of makes you want to not use it because you feel like it's slower than just walking and then there's a slow float uh again slight spoilers for darksiders one so the horsemen of the apocalypse uh typically have horses right that's kind of a thing why they're called horsemen war loses his horse early like from the get-go and you don't get it back till pretty late in the game so for the, I mean, granted, because of its linear nature, you don't really get a chance to really use the horse very much because there's not a lot of open corridors. It's all, it's like small pathways. But you don't get to move around very fast because you don't have your horse. You're walking the whole place until later on when you get it. Then you can use your horse and surprise, you can actually fucking move fast. Uh, Not a problem for death because he starts the game with his horse and automatically that made me love the game more because getting around much easier much easier there are the occasional areas where you can't take the horse with you but because of how massive the area is you're going to want to take it the story of dark Souls 2 is also more interesting than the first one uh i like the story of the first one but it's very basic it's a revenge plot someone wronged war and he wants revenge for it pretty simple we've seen that in a lot of games and two it's a little more complicated sure this is not simple because in two, death isn't on a revenge quest. He's actually trying to bring back humanity after they all died out in one. So his quest is a question. I'm trying to resurrect humanity because he figures war is in trouble because the apocalypse happened and all of humanity was wiped out. If I bring them back, maybe they'll forgive him, right? Wipe away the crime. But how do you do that? Right off the bat, if you play Dark Side 1, oh, uh war got wronged and he's trying to the the destroyer has taken over earth 
immediately when you hear that, oh, it's been so so much time since the beginning of the prologue of the game. The destroyer has taken over Earth. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go stop him. You know how the game's gonna end, unless by some miracle it's one of those games where the the good guy dies. You know by the end of the game. Okay, well I'm gonna fight and kill the destroyer. And spoilers, what happens? You fight and kill the destroyer. Wow, great storytelling. I definitely haven't seen that before. Um, like a Zelda game when Ganondorf shows up. Okay, I'll see you at the end of the game, Ganondorf. I'll be fucking around until then. And two, it's a question. Bring back humanity. How do you do that? And that's the mystery of the game. Like, how do you bring back humanity? There is no obvious endpoint to it. You don't know what the end is going to be because the answer is not obvious. It slowly gets revealed as the story goes on. I will say the main villain of two isn't as interesting, maybe, as one. Because the main villain of one at least had some story to him. The main villain of two, while they have backstory, it's kind of just, it, he just shows up. There's not much, like, there's one brief cutscene at some point in the game where they introduce the villain, and then you don't see anything about them until the end of the game. Kind of weak, but it is what it is. But yeah, the story is more interesting because the first time I played it, I was like, what, what's the solution? What am I going to do? How are we going to bring back humanity? What do we got to do? And, you know, at the end, you like I said, you see what happens. But whereas one, it was very predictable. Even when I first played it, I was like, okay, well, this destroyer guy sounds like a bad guy. I'll see him in five or six hours. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about, because there's so much more I could go on with this, but uh, some people haven't played the game and they're lesser individuals for it. So the thing I really like, uh, one of the things I really like about this game is the soundtrack. I love me a good soundtrack. Look, I'm not trying to bag on the composers of the first game, but honestly, I can't remember many or really any of their songs. They weren't really memorable to me. Like most games that I like, I can remember some sound from it, right? Legend of Zelda, pretty much all the Ocarina song. Borderlands 2 with its weird uh, mix of like, I don't know, what, what would you call that? I, I don't know what genre that is, but if you know Borderlands, you know the music when fighting starts. So none of them were memorable to me. In 2, they brought in a composer named Jesper Kidd, and I really like his work. I still have Darksiders 2 on my playlist, and he's become a recognizable composer for me. Fun fact, Jesper Kidd, I just mentioned Borderlands 2 with its great music. Who do you think wrote a lot of it? Jesper Kidd. He's also worked on the Assassin's Creed games and some other stuff. Basically, a lot of memorable songs from the recent years he's worked on. Uh, I love his work, and I mean, just play the game and find out. Now, I'm probably going on too long here because this isn't a review of Darksiders 2. But if you thought Darksiders 1 was too slow and you didn't like war, I feel like if you gave 2 a chance, you'd probably like it a lot more. Because death as a character is uh, a little more interesting than war. I don't know. War was kind of one note. Great. I was going to say... I'm not gonna, I don't think you should recommend this in recommendations now, because that was a full almost recommendation to you. I was never going to recommend gonna ask it. You. Play it for yourself. Okay. I was going to ask you, so you think you can just jump into the second one without playing the first one then? You will be lost. Okay. Because the whole, I mean, as I mentioned in my Olfane thing, the whole reason the events of the game take place is because of what happens in one. 
So you could play it and you would mostly miss out on references, but you wouldn't know why you're do like why death is doing what he's doing. Yeah, uh, definitely kind of sold me a little bit more on the sequel. Why it's better, and yeah, seems like it is better than the original at least for sure. There is a third so game. Fun. There's actually four games. Uh, the third game and Genesis. I still like two better. Okay, sure, for sure. But it's a sequel and it got better. Right. I don't know how to Nick. <laughs> he disappeared. I think he fell asleep. Oh, there he is. He's back. I don't All blame right, him. Kristen. I was getting that tired. That was Dark that was Darksiders 2, right? Yes. No, that was Darksiders 1. <laughs> uh, no, your recommendation. No, no. I know, I kept repeating Darksiders 2, so I feel it should be obvious by now. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. That was a crazy sequel, then, compared to the original. And yeah, good notes there on that, on why, because, yeah, for sure. All right, so next week's general topping. Nick, go ahead and use that for us. Okay, so I guess we're going with uh, either like a book, any kind of media, basically like book, show, game, or whatever that's like uh, you enjoy a little too much than you should, just like a guilty pleasure, you know? You probably wouldn't admit right away, but, you know, again, you enjoy it more than you probably think you, you have would. an example maybe that maybe you may choose or may not choose this kind of thing? Uh, I mean, it's kind of awkward, but like that's why it's <laughs> an awkward one. But I got, like, I don't know, a while ago I got really into, like, Grey's Anatomy and, like, that, okay, I mean, see, I, I never thought I would. I've always thought it was, like, a girly-ass show, but I honestly got really yeah, into it. it. All right, so hey, you that's go. fair so enough. It's going to be an interesting week next week, then, <laughs> if that's <laughs> not your choice, then. But, yeah, that's going to be a, our general topping next week. Guilty pleasure toppings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, guys, thanks again for coming by and... Thanks. Uh, go check out our Instagram, our Twitter, and make sure to listen to the other episodes we have, in case you haven't. Thanks, you guys, for coming by. You have a good night, good day, and good life. See you. Later. Later. Later.